morning, good morning, good morning. I hope everybody's doing well. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so good to see you. Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. And uh, today we're going to talk about Kanye West and Adidas. Um, I just read an article in Bloomberg that was really interesting that basically says that Adidas has half a billion dollars worth of Yeezys that they're trying to get rid of. And we're going to talk about the relationship between Kanye West and Adidas, uh, some of the financial lessons you can pick up from that. And also toward the end, I'll let you guys know about a stock that I actually uh, decided I wanted to dig into a little bit. And so get comfortable, buck up seatbelt. We're going to get started with the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I am your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics every single day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day. And the condition is that we are black first. Black first is uh, that means that we don't hate anybody. We don't hate white folks. It just means that we love ourselves. Black first means we're going to solve our own problems before we solve everybody else's. Black first means that we uh, believe in our children and we're going to invest in our children. If you're teaching uh, black wealth to your children right now, put a yes in the chat. Give me a yes if your kids are going to be ahead of other people's kids. Give me a yes if you are investing in the future of your community. Give me a yes if you are here to win. If you are in that category, then I want you here. If you're not in that category, then we're willing to work with you. But you got to sit back and listen because we ain't got time to play. So anyway, guys, uh, what's going on? I hope you all are doing well. Shout out the city that you're from. Let me know what city you're from. I see Maya and Yoshika. I always see you in there, girl, Yoshika. Thank you so much for the love, and I appreciate you 100%. Uh, Dion, uh, let's see. I see Rashad Boyd. Uh, who else is here? Brandon Jones. Good to see everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Mr. Splackaville. That's an interesting. Splackavelli. Splackavelli. Is that it? Okay. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's um, let's dive into this. Uh, so uh, how many of you have been following? Give me a yes or no if you've been following any of the whole uh, relationship between Kanye West and Adidas. We've talked about this on the platform uh, before. And uh, there are a couple things uh, about this relationship that have evolved. And I wanted to kind of give you sort of an update on what's going on with that. Uh, give me a yes if you were kind of following some of this. Um, I was following it pretty closely uh, as a, you know, just in public. And then also uh, during the All Black National Convention, oddly enough, I got a call from Kanye West uh, out of the blue. I didn't reach out to him. I didn't have any reason to. Uh, re he reached out and we talked uh, for many, many hours. And I got a, a real insight into what was going on with him financially. I got a real insight into how he felt about the, the adidas relationship and i had a lot of respect for uh for for him and, and adidas as well and just kind of and more, more importantly though i did make it very clear to him that i'm black first which means that uh, i had no interest in fashion shows in paris uh, i don't know nothing about jewish people like that I, I i know a little bit i know that they're good with wealth and i study that and i appreciate that but i don't have any interest in in talking negatively or positively about any other community i'm focused on mine i also told him Quite frankly, I said I probably would never have married a Kardashian because I don't think that that ends well for any black man. I mean, give me a yes or no if you've noticed how many black men have married a Kardashian and ended up losing their damn mind. Uh, you can go back to Lamar Odom and you got Kanye and then there's a few others out there. There was Reggie Bush and some basketball player. I don't know what they have with black men who are rappers and athletes. It's like this weird fetish obsession or something. I have no idea. Uh, Travis Scott. I think Travis Scott ended up going down. You know, he's he, And he's got these devil worshiping icons at his concert. 
concert and then had a bunch of people get killed. And I, I don't know. I, I just I just know, I, you know, I, I, I'm going back to slavery with it. Well, wow, we stuck with the black women back then and they were the ones who protected us from racism the best. And now I'm sticking with the black women right now because they're the ones who protect your black ass even to this day. No disrespect to white people or anybody else. I'm not hating on anybody. I'm just telling y'all that your black women are the ones that you got to stick by. But only the strongest men need apply. You know, the, the little wimpy boys can just go off and do something else. You can go marry a Kardashian. But anyway, with um with the whole conversation, I remember just kind of getting this sense that Kanye felt that, uh, that Adidas was stealing his designs. Uh, I felt like uh, there was a, there was a lot of contention there. I felt like there was a huge missed opportunity there. You know, when I saw how much money uh, Adidas was sending him, it was absolutely a mind-boggling amount of money. A most major, I don't think there's a single black corporation on the planet that I know of that brings in a quarter billion dollars in almost complete net profit per year. I mean, Kanye's cut of the money, it was an insane. I saw these numbers on a piece of, on a chart. I saw these financials and I remember just thinking, my God, can you imagine what we could do in our community if we, you know, if Adidas was sending black people a check for $40 million every two months, like we could go build our own school system. We could build thousands of businesses. We could go revitalize entire communities. Everything that the rappers talk about in terms of how wealthy they are, you don't really see it in the community. Like you can't go back to the Marcy projects where Jay-Z the billionaire came from and see that there are thousands of jobs and, and, and thousands of businesses coming out of the Marcy projects. You can't find a Marcy project school system that's only run by, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce or whatever, a system. I'm not talking about a school. You know, it's easy to build one school. A lot of people can do it, you know, but when you're building a system, that's when you're really taking on racism because systems are necessary to fight systems. It's just like if you fight an army, you can't fight an army with one soldier. Like you can't play against a whole football team with one player. You understand to beat a football team, you need a system. You need a whole program. You need dozens and dozens of players in different positions. So the same thing is true with racism. Racism is not a person. Racism is not the, the the evil white woman that you met at the grocery store. Racism isn't the white the white hillbilly that voted for Trump that doesn't like black people or or what racism isn't the, the 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 one white Democrat who disrespects black people in every election. Racism is a system. It is a whole set of rules, protocols, codes of conduct, procedures, laws going back hundreds of years that were designed and structured specifically to ensure that you're on the bottom of the pile, everybody else is on the top. Give me a yes if you understand this. This is why we teach poweronomics class every Wednesday night in the Black Business School. We offer intense poweronomics training for free to the entire community because in order for y'all to understand this wealth thing, I need you to really get up to speed in terms of even understanding what you're fighting against. You are fighting against a beast that is unlike anything that, that any of you, many of us have ever seen in terms of in terms of how vast it is, right? So ultimately, you know, when I looked at Kanye's uh, situation with Adidas, I said, man, this is, I get it. I understand, you know, that we know, we know how media works. We know, we know the Jewish community controls a lot of media. We know they control a lot of Hollywood. Uh, we know that Hollywood has an agenda. A lot of y'all are fighting that agenda, you know, and I get that. I totally get it. But I, I said, you know, rather than really fighting about it, number one, maybe we should be learning from that. Maybe we should be actually looking at them and saying, okay, well, well, why don't y'all spit some game out and explain to us how you have, how you train your children uh, to be economically wise and intelligent by the age of 12. Maybe we you should, you know, maybe we should learn how to figure out how you built power for yourself so we can build power for ourselves, right? Instead of us hating on you, uh, I want to study you, right? And that's just how I feel, right? So long story short, I can't say that we agreed, uh, you know, on the whole 
uh, Jewish thing. I, I didn't understand it, to be honest with you. And I felt like it was a missed opportunity. But with that being said, though, uh, this relationship with Adidas was really intriguing because it looked like Adidas had to cut their nose to spite their face. Um, I don't believe that Adidas wanted to get rid of Kanye West. I believe that Adidas wanted to do everything they could to maintain that relationship. And uh, and as, as a result, Adidas has been hit pretty hard. In fact, I'm going to show you guys where Adidas was body slammed by having to cut Kanye. As I pull this up, as, as I share my screen, could you do me a favor? Please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. Please do that if you have not done it yet. We are trying to build independently owned black intelligent media, which is hard as hell to do because, unfortunately, most of the world ain't black. And most of the world does not want to be intelligent. Intelligent. There's a lot of our community, unfortunately, that worships uh, ignorant, self-destructive rappers who want to, are your kids addicted to drugs. There are people that look up to entertainers. There are people that look up to white folks. But when you come in and you say, I want to be black and intelligent, people either think it's uppity or they don't want to be a part of that because they think that intelligence means you're acting white. So give me a yes if you agree with me that there's nothing white about being intelligent. Being intelligent does not make you want to be white. It doesn't mean you're less black. Actually, blackness is intelligence. So give me a yes if you if you and I agree on that point. So let me show you guys something um, uh, in uh, in terms of this, uh, this, this Adidas stock situation. So look at this chart. This is so sad. Look at Adidas stock um since they got rid of yay um let's go back a year adidas stock has dropped 53.3 in the last year that's a massive price decline massive 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 now if you'd owned adidas stock over the last five years you were still losing over the last five years adidas is a losing company adidas is not a company that uh has made a lot of money for shareholders you see it's right here i mean it's hitting kind of like an all-time low. I think around October was about when they got rid of Yay, and that's about $51, $51. Now, it's gone up a little bit since that time, you know, so maybe they're recovering from that loss, but the loss is massive. It's absolutely massive. Now, the, the aftermath of that loss is that Adidas is stuck with about $530 million, according to Business Insider. They are stuck with half a billion dollars worth of Yeezys, right? Um, and I don't envy them one bit. I I don't, <laughs> you know. But let me show y'all the Yeezy sneakers. They, they they're, they're so funny. I I admit I must be old fashioned because there's almost nothing about these shoes that would make me go out and drop you know three four hundred dollars. I feel like I feel like because black people we lead the culture and people copy off us and they want to be like us. Uh, we can go sell them like alien shoes and they'll go pay like four hundred dollars for it because they have the money and they also just kind of want to be like us that bad. I don't know what it is, but look at the shoes, right? The shoes are interesting, right? I don't. What do y'all think? Give me a yes or no. Give me a yes or no. Would y'all wear these sneakers? Like, what would y'all? <laughs> Which of these shoes? You know, I, I mean, I mean, you know, it's kind of kind of funny. These are these are called goats, and these are two hundred fifty nine dollars. Um, uh, now these are only this is twenty six ninety nine, but this is chick me. So I don't know if that's actually a Yeezy or not. Uh, this is Adidas women's original. I don't know what that is. I don't know. What that uh, let me see. Here's another one. This looks kind of interesting, right? Uh, I, I don't know. What do y'all think? Y'all see any shoes on here that you, that you would wear? It's it's so interesting. Like, the world will copy off a black man, but black people, we just, we're kind of just like, no, like, no, I'm not, I'm not wearing that, you know, but you can sell that to everybody else and we'll cheer you on. Like, here's another one. I don't, I don't know if these are, I looked up, I just Google searched Yeezy sneakers and this is what came up, but maybe some of these shoes are not Yeezys. I have no idea. 
Uh, no disrespect, Ye, if you're watching, but I, I the, 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 you know, the Yeezys are not my style. I ain't gonna lie. And plus, I mean, my wife would slap me if I was spending four hundred dollars on sneakers. I mean, come on now. But then again, I'm a fifty-one year old grown ass man, and that's just not what we tend to do. Now, you can spend some nice money on some dress shoes. See, I think we need more black men wearing dress shoes than sneakers. How, how about that? How about we just make make a make a push right now to encourage all of our brothers to, uh, you know, get your sneakers, wear your sneakers. Like I got sneakers on right. Let me see. What am I wearing? Oh, look at this. I didn't even realize that I have some Adidas sneakers on right now. So it's okay to wear your sneakers. Just get you some dress shoes to go with your sneakers because you need to kind of grow up and become a grown ass man. Don't be 38 years old, sagging your pants, running around here trying to be a teenager because you look kind of weird. And it looks weird to see a teenager with a gray beard. Right. So like, you don't want to be the teenager with gray in his beard. That's just kind of strange. So so don't don't pay attention to what the rappers are telling you to do. We need you to be grown ass men because your kids need somebody they can look up to and not just a, an old man trying to be young forever because it ain't going to work. All right. So anyway, uh, do me favor. If you could, please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. And we actually have some excited, as you guys know, in the Black Business School, we are the Black Wealth Experts of the world. And uh, we have a really exciting uh, new announcement. We actually have created something called BMOT Live. If you know about our program, Black Millionaires of Tomorrow, uh, which trains children on uh, on basic finance, trains them on investing, trains them on real estate, they can actually get a certification. We call it a baby bachelor's degree that you can get. And the digital program is really popular. A lot of you guys love it. Well, one of the things we found is that a lot of parents didn't have the time to take their kids through the curriculum. They, you know, that it takes time to sit with the child and go through all the modules and make sure they take the self-study exams, et cetera. So what we created was something called BMOT Live, which is where basically it's a black wealth boot camp for children where you can drop your child off into a Zoom meeting and we have an expert that will train your child and get them ready uh, to go through the certification on the 15 concepts, 15 things every black child needs to know about money. So that's going to happen December 27th through the 29th. So if you have an interest in getting your child trained on economics and you don't necessarily have the time, uh, there's a discount going on right now. Just go to my website, voicewalkins.com, look at the top, <clears throat> and you can sign your child up for BMOT Live, and it's our Black Millionaires of Tomorrow uh, Black Wealth Boot Camp for Children. I told you guys in, from the very beginning that I believe our core values are very simple. We call it the Black Core of Three. We believe black people should educate our our own children, create our own jobs, and support black businesses. So this is our effort to educate our children. We want everybody to send their child to business school before the age of 12. And really as early as possible, even earlier, some of y'all got your kids studying business at the age of five, and I think that's great. Uh, we really want that because what that's going to do is that's going to make a difference with your child's thinking for the next 40, 50 years. It's also, you're also creating a family tradition. Now your family core values are going to shift. The DNA of your family is going to shift. The relationship with money is going to shift. What your children teach their children is going to shift. Uh, and we want to introduce them to advanced financial concepts at an early age. So feel free, if you'd like to join us December 27th through the 20th ninth there's a limit in the number of kids they can take it in this first batch uh, i think they're limited to 100 so feel free to go to boyswalkins.com uh, look at the top of my page and you can find the link right there and also to let you guys know that this is not uh, there's no funny business uh, as in the black business school every single program we have a 30-day 100 money back guarantee if you're not happy for any reason just let us know we'll give you a full refund so feel free to go take a look i put it on my page boyswalkins.com okay so let's jump into uh let's finish talking about kanye so in terms of kanye's uh contribution to adidas it was pretty uh pretty substantial uh kanye ended up uh actually being uh responsible for about seven percent of adidas's sales uh that's about 1.8 billion dollars worth of sales 
when Adidas cut Kanye, which was, uh, in, in my view, kind of a short-sighted decision. I, I, I kind of think they should have maybe found a way to ride it out. But then again, I don't know. It's kind of hard because Kanye is very committed to continuing to doubling down and tripling down on what he believes, which I think is fine. I mean, you can admire that, and I'm, I'm not opposed to that at all. You can think what you want about that. There's a, there may, there, Maybe there's a point there. But I think at the same time, uh, it makes it hard for a company like Adidas to continue that relationship. Now, the benefit could be if somehow it emerges that Kanye gets a Black-owned distributor that puts it pushes the shoes around the world, then maybe that can actually work because I don't think a lot of people care about the controversy when they're looking to buy Yeezys. Like Yeezys, I don't think are bought by people who are sitting there worried about what you whether you're a Democrat or Republican or what it, what what you think about global politics, right? So I don't think that Kanye's uh, positions would really hurt his Yeezy sales. So there are distributors out there that want to to produce these shoes. And, uh, and I think that that's good. Like, I, I hope that that works out for Kanye. Now, a couple of interesting things that I read in this Business Insider article, and I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if it's a smear campaign or if it's a legitimate concern, but I do know that um, there was uh, one investigation they said that was going on because apparently uh, Ye shared a video of his wife, Kim, uh, doing the, the Uchi Kuchi with Ray J or something like that old, you know how she got famous by making that tape. And apparently they're claiming that, she, that he showed that video in a board meeting or something, which I I don't I have nothing to say about that other than to just state it. I don't know what to say. And then also they claim that he told a female employee to sit on the floor during a meeting that he said, you know, you don't deserve to be at the table, sit at the floor. And you know, if that's true, that doesn't that kind of makes you if that's true, that kind of makes you an asshole, right? Like I, I you know just being honest with I, you know that's that's the kind of um, that's where your confidence kind of goes into the space of arrogance. And uh, and I, I think if that's the case, um, I think that's entirely unnecessary. And I know that we tend to look up to our celebrities and people believe celebrities can can do anything that they want to do. And it's OK. Like, that's what we do. And in the black community studies show that we tend to just believe anything a celebrity says and we think celebrities are perfect in every way. Um, but I just really don't, I'm not a fan of that. And it really kind of, if it's true, I don't know if it, but I don't know, they're going to investigate it. But my point on this is to say that when you're talking about doing business with other people, this is the point I want to make for you. And this is a little bit of free game on doing business with people. I can tell you this, when I think about who I want to do business with, I look at, um, their character as much as I look at how much money they can make. Um, I look at their character. I look at what they're like to work with. Are you a good person, bad person? Um, I tend to like people that have humility. Uh, you can be great, but I think your actions should show your greatness. You don't have to constantly tell um, everybody how great you are, you know? And I think that that is, and Byron Reader's right. He says, I think he's subconsciously checking out. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I don't know if he is or not, but I can definitely say to you that, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of, I don't know. I think that that gets missed in, you know, in, a, in an age where we're all thinking about making money and we all want to be next to people that have the most money. Um, and I can just say, you know, in terms of engaging with Ye directly myself for several hours, I will publicly state that I no longer speak to him largely because I did not feel comfortable with um, the method of engagement. And I've had that happen with other people. It doesn't make him a bad person. It doesn't mean um, he's he's a piece of crap or that he's an idiot or that his his stuff is garbage. It just means, you know, I kind of like to be around people that that vibe well with my spirit. 
And I know what hip hop kind of does. I feel like hip hop kind of creates uh, these, you know, these monsters in the community uh, because, you know, when, when white people put you on TV and give you lots of money, it can validate everything we do. And uh, and what that does is it creates kind of a lack of discipline that I've seen sometimes amongst black men where we can believe. And I'm not talking about Kanye here. I'm just talking about hip hop in general, where we believe we can go around pissing on women and disrespecting people and throwing our money away and getting high on drugs and talking crazy to anybody we want. And it's always going to be OK because we ha- our last album was banging. And I'm not telling you how to, to change your opinion. And everybody isn't going to understand where I'm coming from. And maybe I even sound like a, a mean old man at this point. But I think at the end of the day, I think you've got to be able to kind of rise above that and really, you know, consider the character of the people that you're working with. Because if you don't, then what will happen is you will end up making lots of money with somebody who um, is hard to work with. And then you're going to find that the money doesn't make up for the discomfort that you feel from having to engage with someone that doesn't vibe with your spirit. So maybe for some people uh, it works, but I can tell you guys personally that I've had, you know, a few different people that were very famous and influential that I deliberately just stopped speaking to because I like to be around good people. And that's just it. And that's, that's, I think, I think that's an okay way to do business because not only because it goes back to what I've been talking to you guys about when it comes to wealth, wealth isn't just about money. Most wealth has nothing to do with money. Uh, wealth has to do with uh, a lot of other areas, your health, your physical and mental health. If your physical and mental health is a mess and you got a big bank account full of money, then it doesn't matter. You're going to lose all your money because your mental health will go to shit. And then you're going to end up uh, having to pay a bunch of doctors to give you a bunch of medications just so you keep from going crazy or getting sick and dying. You know, uh, your relationships have to matter, right? You know, you have to feel good about the relationships you have with people. It has to be about more than the money. So that's my two cents on it. And uh, I hope that that uh, came out the right way. And I and I don't want to sound bossy in terms of telling you what to do. I'm just here to encourage you that if something doesn't sit right with your spirit, I don't think you should participate in it. There are ways to make money and still be a good person. There are ways to make money and still be around good people. There's, there are ways to make money and still stay black. There's ways to make money and remain consistent with who you are as a human being. Never, ever let anybody make you think that you got to sell out to any and everything and fit in with any and everything just to go make a couple of dollars. Because I'm going to tell you, as a person who has made a couple of dollars in his lifetime, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. All money ain't good money. I hope you agree. Give me a yes in the chat if you understand what I'm saying. And this was my way of trying to politely uh, uh, politely share what that experience was like when I was talking to Ye and trying to talk to him about some things in the black community. I I, I just I just I just feel like the Adidas thing was a missed opportunity. I would have loved to have seen that quarter billion dollars a year go toward building poweronomic centers all across this country. I would have loved to have seen that quarter billion dollars a year go toward building a school system that's black owned, that's run by black teachers that can love black babies. I would have loved to see that quarter billion dollars a year going to help fund some of our HBCUs that nobody gives a shit about because everybody thinks that, that you're supposed to just only stay there until a white person gives you a job opportunity. I'd love to have seen that quarter billion dollars go toward building some of these black owned businesses where you got folks out here really struggling just to make a thousand dollars a month in their family business, imagine what would happen if you were able to loan them $100,000 to really get that business going. You know, these are these are multi-billion dollar, multi-trillion dollar possibilities that exist in our community. We we have not yet as a people 
begun to even tap in to a fraction of our potential. Uh, we we can't. It's hard to tap into it because the capital base is missing. Also, the other the, and it's not just the financial capital base. It's the intellectual, uh, the spiritual, and the emotional capital base. You have to have confidence to want to run a business. You have to be spiritually focused to want to run a business. You you've got to have uh, certain skill sets to want to run a business. You got to be trained culturally to know that running a business and buying real estate and making investments is should be a way of life. When I go shopping for Christmas, I I shop for toys a little bit, but I shop for stocks every single day of the year. So if I'm constantly shopping for stocks and business deals and real estate, then guess what? Over the course of my lifetime, I'm going to have more money than a person who's just shopping for new shoes. You understand? So you want to get this in your kids' heads very early so they're thinking this way uh, at an early age. And then what's going to happen is just by habit, just by net nature, they're going to end up accumulating more wealth than all their friends because they're going to know where the money's at. They're going to know how to go get it. They're going to have a plan. They're going to know how to work the plan. And they're going to be hustling while everybody else is sitting around marching, praying, and whining about white people. Your child's going to be stacking that bread and, and, and stacking up the haters in the process. Because believe me, you, your child will have a lot of people that will be mad at him or mad at her because they understand the game and they know how to win it. So so ultimately, that's my two cents. I just want you guys to win. And that's that's my thought. And that's the whole thing with the whole Kanye thing. All right, guys. So uh, I'm going to get out of here. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Now, I promise you all I'd give you a stock that I like. Uh, so hold on for one second. I'm going to pull up a stock. Uh, in the the um, in in our program, one of our programs is uh, the Black Stock Market Program, which we meet every Tuesday. And by the way, if you're in the program, I apologize for last Tuesday's meeting. I'd, I I I got on an airplane and forgot to cancel it, so my apologies for not making last Tuesday. But I make every single Tuesday, and you can leave me questions. And I also give you guys a list of stocks that I like. So uh, the stock that I like right now is Surf S U R F. It's a uh, Surface Technologies S U R F. That is a stock pick. I'm not telling you what to buy. Uh, this is not investment advice. Uh, sorry, my image went away. Let me let me turn that back on. Um, but uh, Surf is a stock that I like, and I'm actually I'm going to buy some shares of Surf today. Uh, Surf. That's the ticker symbol. So feel free to take a look, and uh, if that works for you, then feel free to do it. Uh, also, um, last but not least, don't forget I have a new book out. It's called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, which is a guide on a blueprint for Black family wealth. It's a code of conduct that you can implement in your family. Very simple steps that will create a generational wealth legacy that will last for the next 200 years. Last but not least, if you'd like your child to join our Black Wealth Boot Camp for Children that starts December 27th, it's Christmas. It's a perfect time to drop your kids off. Let us teach them. You don't have to take them through the material. Uh, we will give them a free access to uh, one of our first uh, Black Millionaires of Tomorrow programs. 10 thing, 15 things every Black child needs to know about money. We will train them ourselves. And then we will have your child prepared to take the certification test so they can print out their certificate when they're done. So if you're interested in joining us for December 27th uh, for that class, uh, it's going to be a three-day training uh, th that will make a big difference for your child. Feel free to go to boyswalkins.com. The link is right there at the top. So I hope you guys will join us. Uh, we are here uh, to build the next generation. We're getting it done. We've helped over 10 million people uh, buy their first share of stock and learn how to invest and learn how to buy real estate. And we'd love to help your family, too. So God bless you guys. Uh, thank you for listening. I appreciate you. And uh, I'll see you guys soon. Take care. Peace.